morning and welcome. We've made it to Friday. This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, and congratulations. It was tax week. We've survived it. We made it to Friday. It is April the 21st. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website, at allamericangold.com. I mean, you can do everything out there, right? We've got the podcast. We've got Twitter. We've got Facebook. We, we've got, oh, you can order online. I mean, you can do anything you want out there. Of course, the most important part, keeping everybody comfortably disturbed, all the articles and the videos that we post up there. Ramon just does a great job doing that. And I, you know, it's, it's a crazy number. The thousands and tens of thousands of people every week uh, that go out there. Add it to your favorites. It's a, it is really... It's turning into one of those things you got. It, it, it's kind of like, I think, what Starbucks is trying to do. Have you seen this unicorn frappuccino? Now, I don't go to Starbucks. So, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of what a frappuccino was, but the good part was Arlene does. And so she was telling me about, so apparently this drink doesn't even have coffee in it. What it does have is like a third of a cup of sugar. And the whole thing is, it's a sugar drink. It's, it's cracked for kids. Oh, that is nasty. <laughs> I mean, so I didn't even understand the whole unicorn thing, but I guess it, you know, they have uh, blue and purple coloring. And when you mix blue and purple together, I guess you get pink. So if you stir the drink up, it changes colors. And I guess that's. I don't know, somehow unicorn-esque. <laughs> I don't even know how much it costs, but it looked expensive. <laughs> but, you know, that that's what our website is for a lot of people. It's like crack. you got to get out there. you got to go out there and check it out, allamericangold.com. So many things to talk about today. Uh, we had another uh, terrorist event in Paris. Uh, ISIS has claimed responsibility uh the shooting of police officers on the 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 week in paris by the way we haven't even really talked about france big election so this weekend they have a runoff in the two top whoever gets the 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 two candidates to get the most votes will run for uh will have the chance to be the president next month one of the things, and the only reason why I talk about it is because uh, one of the candidates, Le Pen, is going to be another one of those candidates that is very good uh, for the gold markets, and most people think he's probably going to win. And the terrorist attack has done more to help him probably than anybody else, but kind of similar to the Brexit movement in England, you know, the reason why Donald Trump got elected, a lot of people, everyone's fed up. You know, everyone's had enough, right? (laughs) 
they've got the same challenges there that that everywhere else has. You know, they've got immigration problems, they've got debt problems, they've got the the same standard of living problems, and everybody trying to run as hard as they can just to stay in place. Uh, so we'll have to wait. So this weekend that's happening. So. Uh, you're seeing a, a, a bit into gold this morning. Nobody wants to be short gold this morning, uh, especially if he if he has a you know because there's a lot of candidates in it. But if he wins by a big margin this weekend, uh, I think you're going to see uh, the gold markets react positively to that come Monday. But we'll have to see how that plays out. Besides, they'll have the weekend. They'll spin it one way or another, and then. Yesterday, after we got off the air, remember, we had BlackRock and Goldman Sachs all coming out saying, hey, you know, we're, we, let's relax on these rate hikes. The economy's not doing so good. There's dark clouds instead of green shoots and, you know, all of their metaphors and analogies that they all like to use. And then, you know, and the Dow was rallying on that, but then the Dow really took off at the end of the day, finished up like 180 points. As word started breaking about the Donald Trump tax plans, and we're going to talk, a matter of fact, we'll spend the whole next segment talking about exactly what it is uh, that they're preparing to do, and I think some of us are going to be disappointed. I know when I read it, I was, and, and this is this is going to be one of those things where, again, you're kind of finding out, and I think Donald's finding out, hey, there's only so many things we can do. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about when, when they reconvene. You know, they've been on vacation talking about the Congress. One of the things that, that Trump is fighting for is funding for the border wall. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. Another retailer called it quits today. Uh, Bay Bay Stores is going to liquidate all of their stores, uh, and they'll be out of there essentially but next month. They're going to just close them all down, liquidate uh, all of their stores. On top of Neiman Marcus, I didn't realize that they had so much debt and so many problems. They are now, uh, yesterday they had to borrow money to conserve cash to make interest-only payments on money that they had previously borrowed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Gotta love it. Patriot Radio News Hour. Talk about the what we can expect from the tax cut later this year. Patriot Radio News Hour got the best customers in the world. Our audience is so smart. I, I think I uh, referenced Le Pen as a man that she is a woman. And yes, uh, at least from our, our listeners who call it, she's going to win. We'll see. I think so as well, but I'm not from France, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, speaking about what's happening for us, Okay, we, we, we know, right? The Federal Reserve and all the central banks. Matter of fact, I retweeted some uh, tweets this morning talking about just how much central banks are corrupting the markets. And and truly, I, I'm, 
I can't, because, you know, we do financial, so i got to talk about Wall Street, and I have to tell you what the Dow is doing and all that, but it doesn't mean anything. The bond markets don't mean anything. They just create money out of thin air and buy it. Stock markets? Uh, one of the reasons, really, I hope you all, if you have a Twitter account, follow me. You'll get all this stuff. It's stuff that it's extra because it truly is, and, and it's amazing to think about right now. Here's the pace that they're on in this, just in the first four months of this year. Central banks have bought over a trillion dollars worth of stocks and bonds. You can't make that kind of stuff up. right? And then we try to pretend that it's real. By the way, also in this show, all of us 401Kers out there, you're not going to want to miss it incredible what the what is been 15 years of data now tracking what mutual funds have done and and that'll come up in the next segment so plenty to talk about today but let's get to uh what's happening with the trump administration so we got a lot of things happening starting tuesday congress gets back Okay, they, we've got a government shutdown or a potential shutdown. Uh, they got to do something, either extend it or pass a budget by Friday, or the government will be out of money. And it said that the White House has thrust a new set of proposals into talks to avoid a government shutdown next week. And here's here's what's happening. This kind of all of this makes sense to me. You know, they keep saying they're trying to revive health care, and, and yesterday I said, you know, they wanted the health care stuff to get rid of Obamacare to, you know, to pretend to offset some of the spending they wanted to do. With less than a week to pass legislation for funding the government for the next, well, not the next, for the rest of the fiscal year, negotiations are beginning to take shape. Now, I don't know how they're doing it, since none of them are there, but Democrats are demanding that legislation include the money for insurance companies that without that money would cripple the insurance markets and right, causing Obamacare to essentially end. You know, in a lot of places, Arizona, a bunch of counties here, we only got one choice, and if they don't get the free government money, right, they're going to pull out. In exchange, the Trump administration is saying they want more money for defense, the border wall, and border enforcement. So that there's your, you can almost kind of see it happening, right? Ah, eh, all right, we'll 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 give you the Obamacare, you give us the rest. But here's the 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 big nugget of it all. The White House said yesterday they are developing a sweeping plan to overhaul both corporate and individual taxes dismissing concerns that a more modest proposal might be more viable in today's political climate in other words hey you're probably going to have to you know back off to get what you want that was the spin 
speaking at a conference for international financial firms, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, and this is what got the Dow to rally yesterday. By the way, the Dow is not rallying today, but it's just kind of sitting in place. Said the administration would release its tax overhaul plan very soon. The remarks ended weeks of mixed signals from the White House about the breadth of Donald Trump's plan and came as some of his former campaign advisors cautioned against an aggressive approach. And, well, you know what, they're former advisors. Four of Mr. Trump's 2016 advisors wrote an op-ed in the New York Times laying out the strategy. They say that the Trump administration would focus on corporate corporate taxes while leaving 2018 for what they called the maddening, complex, individual income tax system. Let me read that again. The Trump administration will focus this year on the corporate income tax and leave for next year the maddening, complex, individual income tax system. (laughs) In other words, hey, let me take care of my buddies and then I'll get to you guys later. Of course, now this is an op-ed, so we don't know if this is facts, but the author, Stephen Moore, uh, Stephen Moore, very respected uh, I've I've read a lot of his articles on the air. Uh, he's uh, was an economic advisor to the Trump campaign. Art Laffer, uh, of course, he's been he's been on both sides, right? He's been a clown, in my opinion, a lot of times. And then sometimes he comes out and he's he's actually will tell you the truth. He was uh, an advisor to Ronald Reagan, and we've talked about him in the past as well. Senator Tom Caper from Delaware, a member of the Senate Finance Committee. He's called for a focus on the business tax, saying that maybe we could try and take a bite-sized pieces. So kind of saying, hey, listen, maybe we get some Democratic support for it all. I don't know what it all means. But it, it appears anyway that Mnuchin and Trump are working on getting some form of corporate taxes overhaul done this year and will worry about the regular public maybe next year. I don't know. I hope that's not true. You know, when you think about, so, you know, you think about the things that that we wanted to see here, right? We want a border wall. Have you seen the effect of just the talk has had and how the numbers of people coming across, you know, they're falling just by saying, hey, listen, we don't want you here. We want you here legally. We don't want you here illegally. It is amazing. And now they're they're trying to at least anyway, looks like this is going to be a negotiation point. 
see if they can get funding for the border wall. We were supposed to get rid of Obama. I, I don't understand the Obamacare thing. I don't. It really, truly is not working. It definitely didn't work the way they promised us. Right? Not even close. And, of course, if you listen here, right, we were saying the whole... There's no way what they were saying was true. You weren't going to be able to keep your own doctor. It wasn't going to reduce the deficit. I mean, none of that stuff was true. But what we're really seeing, I don't know if you, you know, we've been watching the earnings season, which has, you know, some people try to spin it as good. It hadn't been great. But the health insurers, a bunch of them released earnings this week. The ones that have left, the, mo- the most places in the Obamacare system did the best. Right? They said, hey, listen, we just got out of all the markets where we didn't make any money. When, even after the government gave us a big, fat check, we still weren't making it. We left. And, I mean, something has to be done. There's places that without a bigger handout from the government will have no offering. And so I really don't understand it all, but neither here nor there. It kind of looks like the Democrats are saying, we may be able to, we may. And I don't know if this is true or not. This was in the Wall Street Journal today. We want to keep Obamacare, and maybe if you do that, we'll give you some money for the wall, and maybe we'll give you some money for defense. I don't know. That's my guess. But it also appears that the Trump administration doesn't have the vote to get rid of it, still. And that they've decided, hey, you know what? We can't blow up the deficit by giving everybody a tax cut and not and, and still have Obamacare in place. So instead, we'll just blow up the the deficit by half as much and we're going to take care of the we're going to take care of Wall Street first. I, I mean, don't you think they we should have went the other way around? Right? Let's get Let's get taxes lowered for the citizenry first, and then we'll help big business next. I don't know. That's just my thought, right? I mean, there's, there's what, 500 companies in the S&P. There's probably, I don't even know how many publicly traded companies there are, Three, 4,000, maybe 5,000 total, you know, U.S. companies, well, I guess. Some of them are barely even U.S. companies. I'll see if I can look that up during the break. But but at least anyway, in the Wall Street Journal today, it appears that this is kind of going to be the drawing line, that the big new announcement's going to be we're going to take the corporate tax taxes first, and then we'll worry about the generally dumb public that voted me into office some other time. And this is just kind of how, right, Wall Street works, or Wall Street works, politicians work. And even, even Donald Trump, who I think is trying to, to do it, he is, I, I really do think he's trying. 
even he can't get it done. Talking about getting it done. I've been telling you for I don't know how long now about how they they used the media, they created these stock channels, and they they've run uh, ad infinitum, you know, ads all over the place, and they dominate talk radio, talking about how anybody who hasn't invested in their 401ks is a moron. That somehow this was going to lead you to economic salvation, right? And last year we learned that the people that actually created the 401ks regret it. Saying that that's not what it was created for. And that they took what we wanted to be another supplement, kind of like Social Security's a little supplement, this 401k was going to be a little supplement, but the pensions were supposed to be what most Americans uh, were supposed to be relying on. Of course, we know now the pensions are all gone, and the ones that aren't gone are, are broke. We're going to talk about how well they've been doing next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Liberals are experts at taking very bad ideas and making them look very good. The issue of free speech on college campuses is an excellent example. After all, conservatives and liberals would generally agree that we don't like to see real hateful speech on college campuses. However, the liberal ideology uses that sentiment to muzzle free speech, while the conservative realizes that curtailing the First Amendment protections is not a real solution. The only true response to speech that we disagree with is to meet it with other speech of a differing viewpoint. Unfortunately, Michigan State University chose to take the liberal route to deal with the problem of disagreeable speech. Putting whiteboards on dorm room doors has been an institution on college campuses for years. They are used as a means of free expression. Students post their favorite quotes, ask questions for people to write responses to, and generally serve as a way to unify dorm residents. However, complaints of racial slurs have led Michigan State University to ban all whiteboards on dorm room doors starting this fall. It may seem like a small step, but this reflects the liberal mindset on campuses. Rather than err on the side of constitutionally protected speech, they err on the side of not hurting people's feelings. Sometimes these cases can get even more extreme. Skidmore College labeled it a hate crime when students put the popular campaign slogan, Make America Great Again, on campus whiteboards. Skidmore's Bias Response Group claimed that their group does not interpret these messages as political speech, but as racialized, targeted attacks. Although no one likes legitimately hateful language, taking away the right to free speech on college campuses is a very slippery slope. What may seem like a good idea can easily turn into an unconstitutional nightmare for the rights of college students. Don't be fooled by liberals who claim that taking away tools for expression, like whiteboards, is going to solve any problems. The only way to conquer false ideologies is to use the tool of free speech to overcome misinformation with the truth. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges, high schools, and elementary schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we're asking you to get involved and share your story on PSEagles.com. That's PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. The headline goes, Welcome to where nearly everyone is below average. <laughs> That's actually what caught my eye. I'm like, I had no idea what what the article was about. I have a, you know, we have a direct feed to Wall Street, and, and it also has a news feed on it. And the news feed, it just lists, on the screen, it's just like a, a list, and it just has the headlines. And that was what the headline said. I didn't know what it was about, but I caught my eye, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> people like me, below average, where are they? It's the world where investors try to pick which mutual funds will beat the market. It sounds great in theory, but apparently the odds of doing it successfully is slimmer than winning a lotto prize. When you, you know, your 401ks, our 401ks, they're mutual funds. And what, what this fancy way of saying it is, is, these mutual funds, they did a 15 years. And they and really, when you think about it, they had a lot of good. You had two big rallies in this 15-year period, 2002 to 2007. And then, of course, from, from 09 to today. And you also had, what, the... the the worst downturn since the, the Great Depression, right, from 07 to 09. I love that part, right? <laughs> we got all this good times, just a couple bad years. Those bad years, are granted, they're, they, they were killers. But it would seem to give you a pretty good indicator, wouldn't it? Most funds did poorly relative to the index. You know, when we say, hey, the Dow Jones is is at 20,000, or the S&P is up eight today, right? Or the NASDAQ finally took out its highs from 1999. Those are the indexes. And they said, and it didn't really matter if the funds were focused just on U.S. stocks or the funds that traded all kinds of different things, bond funds, international funds. They they looked at all of them. The majority of the bond funds and foreign stock funds also failed to keep pace with the indices over the last 15 years. 
They said that the uh, for the kind of investment that forms the backbones of most 401k plans, less than 8% of the funds that invest in the stocks of big U.S. companies matched or beat the S&P 500. Less than 8%. And you start thinking about when you look at your your 401ks and you're like, what? They said the, the index was up 100% over the last five years or whatever, you know, 10 years. <laughs> but mine's only up 20 or 30% or mine's not even up, mine's down. Success was more elusive in other categories. The S&P 600 growth index did better than all but one of the 175 different funds available. And what are the funds that they usually tell you to check? <laughs> right? Oh, you're young. You want those high-growth funds. One out of 175, they said the chances are better for winning one of the prizes in the Powerball game. Now, of course, that's not the jackpot. (laughs) No jackpots. But they said that the odds of winning a prize, if you played the Powerball, is one in 25 or roughly about 4%. Odds of you getting performance out of your 401k growth fund, six-tenths of a percent. 99.4% did worse than the index. One big reason many funds simply disappear over time, right? They said more than half of all U.S. stock funds either merge with one another or shut down due to poor performance. Of course, they shut it down. What do they do? They just create a different one that does just as bad. Another big reason they do so poorly is fees. Funds that charge high expenses must perform that much better just to match the index. And while the cost of investing has been trending lower, hiring a team of managers and analysts to scrutinize corporate balance sheets still carries a price tag. And I would, you know, and I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking to myself that it's incredible when they looked at every single mutual fund that was available to us. They said that only 8% at least matched the index. When they went into the ones that were, I guess we'll say the riskiest, the, the growth ones, you know, and I remember, you know, in a pre 
previous life, I didn't always do this job. I worked at companies where you had your 401ks and once a year, right, there'd be a big meeting and everyone would come into the, the cafeteria, the break room, whatever it was, the big meeting room, and somebody would be there, uh, a guy with a suit and tie or a sharp-dressed lady, and they would hand you out this, this folder. And inside the folder, it had all kinds of uh, literature, kind of like these free reports. And they had the pie charts, and they had the, the bar graphs, and... And they talked about all these different types of funds, and you didn't know what they meant, and and you just had to check a few boxes, and that was your 401k education. How do you think that would have went if they told you, oh, by the way, yeah, we're going to underperform the market. You still want to invest? You know, don't you think that should be like a new requirement? Hey, right next to all the my choices, you know, here you're sitting in your your yearly 401k meeting, and they want you to check some boxes. And and of course, let's face it, none of us know what's in them. I don't even know. I, I'm almost positive that the people handing you out the packets at the meeting, they don't even know what's in them. But wouldn't it be great that right next to the box, it would tell you, oh, by the way, over the last 15 years, we were either plus or minus versus the index itself. See, the problem is, is according to the article, that you don't get to have that option. In other words, they say that uh, mutual funds against the index isn't entirely fair because indexing, it has zero cost, and no one can invest directly in them. So, you know, apples to apples. But you would think these are the professionals, right? They're managing billions and billions of dollars. Hey, the S&P was up, you know, 10%. How'd you do? How many boxes would you be checking if all you saw was negative, 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 negative? Would you really still invest in them if none of them could beat the market? And I guess, well, one out of 175, and be fair, 8% of all funds that were available, and you think about all the plans all over the United States, only 8% beat the market or or matched it after fees. And I did look it up over the break. There are less than than 4,000 publicly traded U.S. companies. Then there's another 10,000 companies that trade what they call over-the-counter. And and those are uh, where we don't meet the, the criteria to be publicly traded. Usually, hey, we uh, a lot of those companies are big. They're, they're 
you know, pretty big companies. They're not a, like a small business. But they don't want to do the quarterly filings and, and do all the other regulatory things. So you think about all the tax cuts that, that Trump was thinking about, or at least was in the Wall Street Journal that, hey, we're going to help the corporations first. That's the number we're talking about. Less than 4,000 publicly traded, then another 10,000 or so uh, that trade over the counter. In other words, you, you uh, they tra- trade on the peak sheet. There's no uh, stock ticker for them. And, and uh, I just thought that was important to note. We've talked a lot about employment over the last bunch of years and how really the employment reports, they're not the reports that we grew up on, right? Because now 90% of all jobs created today uh, are, are what, part-time, contract, seasonal, right, things that that didn't used to typify the job. As a matter of fact, you used to be counted in the unemployment number if you were underemployed. Yeah, I have a job, but I'm trying to get another one because I'm not making enough money. I'm not getting enough hours. They stopped doing that. Now we know why they stopped, right? They stopped doing it because the number kept getting too big. The unemployment rate fell in 17 states in March. They were mostly unchanged in the 33 other ones, according to the Labor Department this morning. Employers added a significant number of jobs, and it doesn't say, unfortunately, in the report what significant meant, in just three states. And they said that they cut a significant number of jobs in four states. Employment was mostly unchanged in the other 43 states. Of course, but the unemployment rate, right, fell according. I mean, depending on what part of this you read, hey, they added a significant number of jobs in three states, took away a significant number of jobs in four states, Employment was basically unchanged in the other 43 states. You'd say, oh, well, employment may have ticked up a little bit, but that's not how it worked. The lowest unemployment rates in the country, Arkansas, Colorado, Maine, and Oregon. Colorado's rate was 2.6%, the lowest in the country. Of course, right, we've been on the air in Colorado longer than probably almost any financial news show. I I, I don't know if anyone's been, I mean, over 21 years we've been on the air up at the mothership at KHNC. Uh, You don't think pot has anything to do with it, do you? I saw, I'm not kidding you. I saw an article yesterday where, you know, hey, look, Wall Street loves money. And they're, they're smelling the green, if you get what I mean. They're saying that, hey, if we legalize marijuana, it will take out beer sales 
as far as that's how big of a money revenue generator marijuana can be. But yep, Colorado, the lowest unemployment rate in the country. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll free number 800 951 Just a, a, a program announcement. I'll be taking a few days off next week. I'm not sure exactly which days they are going to be, uh, but you will hear some repeats uh, next week. As uh, Well, you know, let's face it, everybody's kind of waiting to see uh, what what gold's going to do, what silver's going to do. I will tell you that uh, silver, which was, well, it got down to about 1775 this morning. Now it looks like it's almost back to $18. I think look very, very attractive, especially if uh, Marine Le Pen, if she is, and it looks like she's going to be one of the two that make it into the election. Matter of fact, the I guess the... Uh, the forecaster that predicted the Trump win, you know, when everybody in all the exit polls, you know, the polling said that Hillary was going to win and all this and that, apparently he was a French guy. And uh, he's saying that Le Pen is going to win and saying that there is a 40% undecided vote that he feels will mostly sway towards her and called her the anti-Davos candidate. Of course, you know, Davos, Switzerland, where all the billionaires go to meet every year with the central bankers to to make their plan. Uh, so if you want to get into the gold and silver market, listen, it's a great time. It really, truly is. You know, the best advice I can give, call us. Ask us what you got, because it changes day by day. Sometimes it changes hour by hour. Matter of fact, it does change hour by hour. There's always somebody offering something where we're not on the air. So if you're looking to get into these markets, you're going to get a fantastic uh, opportunity, and, and most importantly, just a great uh, entry points into these markets. And I don't care if you're a silver person, if you're a gold person, maybe you want fractional gold, maybe you, you want, uh, you know, one ounce gold, or you want junk silver or silver eagles and, you know, backdate silver eagles. I mean, you name it. There's so many ways, uh, that, that not, that we can make sure, uh, your assets are protected and, and really, just some great opportunities out there. So one of the, my best advice to a lot of you, hey, what do you have? Tell us how much you want to work with. What do you have? Let us know what your needs are. What are you worried about? Are you just looking to invest for the long term? I want to protect my wealth. I want to hedge against the central banks. I want to hedge against the debt markets. Uh, or, or maybe you're concerned about, hey, the North Korea thing's going to get out of hand. They're going to launch a nuclear weapon, whatever you, you know, uh, mass pandemonium and the complete breakdown of the system you know it, it or, or maybe it's a combination of both hey, i want to be prepared for everything uh we can help you just call us at 800-951-0592 if you want to get out of your ira 
or a 401k from four jobs ago, we can help you roll it into a precious metals IRA as well. We can send you all the information on that. Uh, again, just give us a call at 800-951-0592. I hope all of you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.